Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. It is time for another happy hour. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Yes. (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about some friendship traditions and women and vacation because... A peek behind the curtain, listeners. Samantha and I are trying to take one of these elusive vacations, (laughs) which means that we are still drinking a drink that we had in a previous happy hour. Yes. Uh, (laughs) The one we did on Antille tequila. Uh, So I am still drinking the tequila sour, which is lovely and a delight and very, like I said in that episode, makes me feel like I'm at the beach. So that's where I'm trying to go. I feel ready. You're ready. Yes. And I am drinking my Paloma, which Mm -hmm. is almost like candy, liquid Mm. candy. So it can be very dangerous, but also seems very beach-like. So thank you to the Fergusons and Intel Tequila for sending us your coconut lime tequila because it's delicious. Yes. Uh, Not a sponsor. We are currently not sponsored by anyone we talked about, but they did send us products. So that is very lovely. And it is. It tastes very lovely. But yeah, we're trying to go on vacation, which I know I try to get some numbers on this because I just feel like, especially in the United States, where work and productivity, as we've talked about before, is often tied to morality um, and your worth and workaholic is painted as a good thing, that it's taking a vacation becomes a, a point of stress and also is extremely difficult, and a lot of people don't do it here in the U.S. Right. And that's why, like, even though we are taking this vacation, and we have planned it in a way where we're not doing too much on top of, like, our regular duties, but it's still a thing where you have to, like, work to go on vacation. 
So I was trying to find some numbers about women and vacation and whether or not there's any kind of gender difference between men and women taking vacation. And I feel like I've heard those stories before where women are less likely to take vacation, more likely to take days where they take care of other folks. But I couldn't I couldn't find any of this. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll continue to look into it. But I do feel like women have this pressure to overperform, to not put anyone out, to make sure that no one is going to have to do more for them if they do go on vacation. And if you have other responsibilities like kids on top of that, like there's just all of this stuff that turns what should be like a time to relax (laughs) into just this thing that becomes another stressor and job that you have to to get to, to work through. Right. I I have a belief. So my family did not do vacations often. Uh, It used to be every four years. It would be my mom, my dad, my brother, and I, and sometimes my older siblings when they were uh, around, but they moved out of the home pretty quickly uh, when I was young, pretty early on. But we would go to Tennessee, to Dollywood, and that would be, and we would only take like four days. It was not a week. That was not a thing. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, as fun as it was, it was mainly just us all arguing and my mom (laughs) losing it and screaming at us and telling us not to talk anymore. Oh, wow. And then my dad giving us that face like he's going to find a way to smack us. And I'm going to say smack us. I mean, like, you know, like the whole backseat swipe Mm and trying to get us to stop arguing. Yeah, you know, that's, I think that's actually a great point, Samantha, because (laughs) um, (laughs) I, when I was growing up, um, when I was like four or five, I, of course, had been exposed to the commercials for Disney World. And I, like, went and, you know, went through with the the commercial where the kid would go into the parents' bedroom at night and be like, oh, can we go to Disney World? And they would look at each other and then say, yes. That was not my experience. My parents said, never will we take you to Disney World. That's why I joined marching band, because it's my only way to get there. But I've thought about that a lot, especially in families where money is tight. Disney World's expensive, and Ugh. it's a lot of pressure to make this thing a fun thing. And right. that, in turn, makes it, again, a stressful thing. And I think especially for, in a lot of cases, women, where we have been socialized to put that pressure on us of making everyone else happy. Right. But it's just so much pressure. <laughs> right. And I, I think there's this whole argument. And not it was like a few years ago where it went viral, the argument of uh, whether or not to allow adults to come without children, if you mm-hmm. remember that whole debacle. Yeah. And the argument was made that it's so miserable, especially with really young kids, when they don't yeah. even understand what's going on, who get tired within an hour, especially mm-hmm. in Florida heat. So if you're going to Florida Disney World, yeah. and that it was such a different experience for them to come as an adult to do exactly what they want without worrying about what their kids are doing right. or how to make sure they're okay. And mm-hmm. honestly, for me as a social worker, when I would go as a nanny, I was on the lookout for any pedophiles trying to kidnap the kids. Like, Mm. (laughs) that was another Mm -hmm. part of all of that, which is ridiculous. I'm a little paranoid. Mm -hmm. 
But the differences that happened, and especially for moms who are the ones that are packing for the day trip, yeah. who are trying to figure out where to eat dinner, when to eat dinner, what snacks mm-hmm. those kids need, how much right. they can afford to pay. Because, dude, we were all about the sandwich bags because we could not <laughs> afford going to the restaurant within a theme park because it was so expensive. Yeah. About, and I remember thinking all the kids who were going to Disney World they were super rich and I didn't mm-hmm. understand it. As well as the mm-hmm. fact, if you came back with souvenirs, what? Yeah, um, and I am the dreaded adult that has gone to Disney World without children, and I have, like, made a kind of mean-spirited tally where I'll count how many arguments I overhear at Disney World. Magic Kingdom (laughs) is the worst. The worst. Um, How many kids will have a breakdown? Yes. And to the parents who are dealing with this, you are superheroes, just so you know. This is not mocking you in any way, but wow, wow. The math just, that is a full-time, like, on taking of things that I could not imagine. Right, and that's, again, that's like, as you were saying, Samantha, the planning of the meals and what is this child going to need? And you're putting all this pressure for them to have this magical experience. We're not really coming out against Disney. It's just a really easy target in this instance of, like, You'd feel, because you see it in commercials, the child's going to go and it's going to be perfect and you want to make it perfect. But yes, they're children and it's hot and it's a long day and it's tiring. And I I just think, yeah, that is another thing where we're, women are trying to plan because there's so much, Samantha's heard me, like there's so much to plan when you go to Disney and you have to do it in advance if you really want it to go smoothly. And I think some people, you know, are much better at being spontaneous than I am. But I'm like 180 days before. Here's what we got to do. To be fair, I enjoyed that. I didn't have to plan a (laughs) damn thing. And you had everything lined up. And I told you exactly what I wouldn't do and what I would Mm -hmm. do. And you did your thing. And if I didn't want to do it, I would just sit and hang. I loved that. (laughs) I just got too tired. I'm like, I'm going back to the hotel. Y'all have fun. Well, that is funny you say that, though, because I'm really good at planning things. And especially, like, as I've talked about recently in our Boyfriend's Past episode, I can be quite selfish. So I, like, know the things I want to do, and I know I will go out of my way to plan them, and I kind of get a feel for what other people want. But it is funny to me how many people, especially during the pandemic, were like, can you plan this for me? And (laughs) I kind of ended up feeling like how I imagine a mom feels, where it's just expected that you (laughs) are going to plan the whole thing out. It's true. And that can lead to some issues, let me say. Yes, but so the trip I'm going on is not to Disney World. It is a trip I take with my friends to the beach every year. And they're friends I've had since, in some cases, elementary school, but in all cases, middle school. And we've managed to stay really close through all of this. Um, We always do themes every year and we take what we call a family photo, which is really cool to see kind of the progression and it's it's lovely. It's one of those friendships where even if we haven't seen each other for a year, it's easy to just catch up and talk with each other. And we kind of know each other's, like, I can tell you, like, who won't eat this and who won't eat this and the planning of that. And it is such a rejuvenating experience to have these friends that I just know, like, I can count on every year we're going to do this. And it's going to be a recharging and rejuvenating experience for me. That said, (laughs) I do find I have a lot of trouble unplugging from work. It takes me a couple days often 
And even then, I never completely am able to do it. I don't know what your experience has been with this job, no. Samantha. No, well, not even with this job. So I don't know. I think when I was with uh, DJJ, the Department of Juvenile Justice, I was a residential placement specialist in which I try to get treatment for kids instead of locking them up. Mm. So that was my goal. Because I had no one to really cover me and to answer my emails because they don't have enough positions, I rarely took a full week off. I would specifically take Thursday, Friday, Monday, and I would never actually turn off my email. Right. And to the point that I would still have my out-of-office email, but I would check it, and it, if it wasn't responded to, like the person who's supposed to cover me, which I had a partner, y'all have, if you have listened, have heard Courtney on the show, and she's been my rock in that position, one of my closest friends, like I love her to death. She would take it on, but knowing that she also had literally... T- 40-something counties on her books while I had the metro areas that had the dense populations. And so if she didn't respond within a certain time, especially if it was emergencies, I would respond to it. Yeah. So I never really took a vacation Mm -hmm. with that. In this job, I still don't quite grasp what we're doing. I think I've said (laughs) this already a couple of times to the point that I feel like when we're watching a movie, when we're uh, going away, I'm always still working, being aware of, oh, this is something we need to talk about. Oh, this is something we need to cover. As in fact, yes, Mm -hmm. we're going on vacation, but my intent is to take my laptop, to do some research for future episodes, because as we said earlier, you know, we're recording this a little early, so we're doing back to back. As much as we're going to try to cram in, Publishing five and a half episodes, I count the classics as uh, half, uh, Mm -hmm. episodes a week is stressful. And so it never really stops. And even though we are cramming in, we're probably doing what? We've done, what, 20 episodes and it's going to be in a two-week stretch? 20 to 25 (laughs) episodes in a two-week stretch. When we come back, we're going to have to come right back on it. And whatever we kind of stored up is gone. So to me, it doesn't stop. Right. And that's that stressor too, is you know what's waiting for you. Right. And I think, I think too, that when you have a job that you care about or you're a generally empathetic person, that it is hard to, you, you can't just turn that off. Right. So, and it, it frustrates me because in the capitalist system that we operate in, right. that benefits We don't get them. rewarded for being right. extra sensitive to other people, but other people get right. punished exactly. if we don't do it. Right. And also they're like, I care about this job and I want to do it well. And that is a good thing. I'm happy about it, but it is, it can be exploited and it has been exploited because I... And it has been, yeah. Right. And the expectations that's on to us, we don't have substitute hosts. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't want this to sound like to any listeners, like we're <laughs> some kind of intervention or something because I do think <laughs> this is something a lot of women experience. Like, I don't think this is unique to us. And I just wanted to talk about that for a second because I do think vacation is incredibly important. But for a lot of us, it's difficult to achieve right. for one reason or the other. Well, the fact that the U.S. is also very performance-based. Yes. But when we say performance-based, they're not, they're not grading on whether or not you're doing well. They're grading whether or not you're doing not well. So they're always looking to find a way to punish you right. within the system but not to reward you. So overworking is not something that people take 
technically take notice of outside of yourself and your family who you're having to sacrifice time with. And I think that's a whole other conversation, as well as the fact when we have hourly wages, which, you know, not all of us do, thank goodness. But when that comes to light or commission based, there is this, again, penalty for not going over and beyond. And this whole mentality that to be accomplished, you have to be an overachiever, willing Mm -hmm. to sacrifice everything. It's so toxic in itself, but we still can't let go of it. I can't let go of it. Again, mine had everything to do with, no, literally people will die. I can't do this. Of course, this job, not so much. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I can't let go of that mentality. It's been, I've been working since I was 13. Mm -hmm. I can't let that go in my head. Yeah. And I think that's an unfortunate consequence of, I mean, there are many unfortunate consequences of this, but of women and marginalized people feeling like we have to prove ourselves above and beyond. And so our standard feels much higher. So we're holding ourselves to this overachiever status, like you say, Samantha, which shouldn't be the norm. (laughs) Like we pushed it up and now we can't go back to like a basic baseline that some people get to experience, but a lot of us don't. And I remember telling my mom that in college, she said, every time you come home, it feels like you are so stressed. And I said, I just feel like there's always, always something to do. There's never, there's never a time where I can just relax. And here we are trying to go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Samantha, what are you, what are you looking forward to? We've we've painted a lot of negatives here, but there are some positives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my vacation is more of a getaway to my partner's family's home who has set himself up really nicely in his retirement uh, and so lives on the beach in Florida and has an amazing pool. But what I'm really excited about is taking my dog who loves to swim and loves that pool so much that she goes ham when she gets <laughs> up in that pool. So I'm really excited to take all the videos of her swimming around because it's quite delightful. What about you? Perfect. Perfect. And all, yeah, yeah. people, whatever, people. (laughs) Samantha and I recently decided that I am much more like peaches than I previously realized. Yeah, and as a fact, you may be in competition. (laughs) Like you are the same person and there's a level of competition between the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never beat peaches, oh no. (laughs) Oh no, Um, not for my affections, just for who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Also, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really looking, of course, to seeing my friends. And I, I feel like because we are, I mean, the US is really uh, fortunate in a lot of ways, unfortunate in a lot of ways when it comes to the vaccine. I'm still really hesitant. So I think we're going to stay in most of the whole time, um, whereas we used to go out much more when we would do this trip. But I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm kind of looking forward to days where we just hang around and play games and talk and and eat and drink and just hopefully relaxed days, which I don't normally afford myself too much. Or, right. you know, pre-pandemic, pandemic has changed things. But. You're also an overachiever that gets things done within like the first two hours of an assignment. So <laughs> therefore you have a little more discipline in this. Uh, but yeah, I really hope you get to do that. And I have a feeling your friends are going to gonna put you on track 
they're very they're very supportive of they they're I feel bad that they have to do this, but they're really good about like it's time for you to go to sleep because I'm terrible at sleeping, or it's time for you to eat because I'm terrible <laughs> at eating. They're they're really good at what do you want to do? You want to watch Star Wars again? Let's put it in. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many Star Wars. Oh my goodness. Uh, I am I am on a current path of uh, educating another friend in Star Wars and it's been very rewarding. Uh, and she's been re- very receptive to my ideas. Which I, <laughs> like. I love it. Yes, I do too. Um, well, cheers. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Uh, we hope that you listeners get to go on a vacation um, or get to relax somehow. And you could tell us all about your trips, your adventures. We would love to hear about it. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Go on vacation, Christina. Yes. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.